Hello there. I just want to take a quick second to thank Scoob the Dude, Steve Bread, and Mikawai. Thank you so much for supporting us over at patreon.com slash mushroomstation. And enjoy the episode. <laughs> You're about to witness a music podcast most foul. What you're about to hear is likely not safe for work. But if you're unperturbed by coarse language and sensitive content, you'll find yourself wrapped up in a world of music and mystery, the likes of which you've never heard before. Why don't you walk through the door and play our devious little game? everybody to artificial ghost radio and by the power of friendship i will defeat you fiend okay that's fair that's fair i deserve it probably <laughs> i don't know we've only got 12 minutes so we gotta wrap up the plot pretty fast here yeah yeah we're, we already did some like b plot with uh me and my like crush romantic interest who's yeah. like kind of being cold to me and uh and, and that took up a lot of time and it's like it's endearing but like we're, we we really need to get through this fight so. right so i'm trying to kill a bunch of people with poison gas at a walking wall or something sure sure and uh i'm i'm gonna like i'm gonna use my cool scepter it has a star on the end of it because i'm not sailor moon i'm different mm-hmm uh, and I'm going to defeat you with the power of friendship and love and whatever. Cool. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Anyway, my name is Jupiter Morningstar. My name is Joe Langwa, and this is Artificial Ghost Radio, a music exploration podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm very excited for this episode because uh, I, uh, as a kid, I always had like a fast, like, Sailor Moon is my only connection to Magical Girl stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I want uh, uh, Joe. Do you want to say theme and who who who? Oh, sure. It? I kept. I was waiting for you to do it. Like you picked it. I kept thinking that you picked this one, but it definitely was me. It I, was you. Yeah. I definitely did do it. Uh, the theme for this episode was submitted by Box Shirhua. Thank you, Myrna. And the theme was quite simply. Your Magical Girl song. I think that your is important in this one. That your is so important. And that your, yeah. I I took into heavy account with my pick. <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, uh, 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 I, like I was saying, Sailor Moon is my only really connection to Magical Girl stuff. When I was yeah. a kid, I had a, uh, a, a fascination with Sailor Moon because like all we had was a VHS tape, which I now own, a VHS tape of a i think it wasn't a proper movie i think it was like an arc of the show that was edited to be a movie mm. um uh, about it's for for those who know it's the one with the uh <laughs> with the incredible like snow angel enemies who like 
screams sing as they attack, and then there's, like, the Frost Queen, and it's the one where Luna wants to be a human so that she can kiss a boy. It's that one. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's, so, that's normal Sailor Moon stuff. It's normal Sailor Moon. It's fun. It's fun. And, uh, uh, but, like, that was my sister's VHS tape, and I wasn't allowed to watch mm-hmm. it. Uh, so, uh, uh, so, um, so I had this, like, fascination with Sailor Moon and would, like, sneak watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, but it wasn't until fairly recently that I was actually able to like watch the show, and it's good. It's just a legit good good show. <laughs> if I had watched it as a kid, the entire trajectory of my life would have been different. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that. Uh, if if I was a Sailor Moon kid rather than a Scooby Doo kid, shit would be different. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't a Sailor Moon kid. I always liked Sailor Moon. But I never really watched it too much. My my biggest childhood memory with the show was a like a comforter blanket that my sister had that had Aww. Sailor Moon on in it, and it was very comfortable. Aww. It was yeah. purple. Um, Hell yeah! So that's <laughs> that's that. I did I did try watch the show a few years ago, um, and you know you know how it is trying new shows. Sometimes they just don't stick. But I did like what sure. I watched. But, you know, yeah, this magical girl phenomenon, uh, Sailor Moon is the first thing that people think of, but it's it's relevant to so many other, um, you know, shows and, and you know, just like hero media. Like mo- a recent example would be uh, the She-Ra show on Netflix. Um, and then reaching outside of that, we can look at the Power Rangers, I would argue, are magical girls. Sure, sure. Also, because uh, cause someone would bring it up if I didn't mention it, uh, Madoka Magica is, I have not seen it, but it's like regarded as l- like the the best magical girl anime by some. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't think I can watch it because I already know the big twist. I was spoiled. <laughs> so, uh, uh, which I, of course, will not say, but. Yeah, I've never, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm not. Anime is really hard for me to get into, but since we are on the topic of anime, uh, Mob Psycho 100 is another magical girl anime. <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it, though? I feel like we're stretching now. No. No. Uh, uh, I will say I have been uh, stretching my legs a little bit and getting a little bit more into anime lately because i think it's like i've kind of hit a bit of a wall with with finding new like western shows yeah and i have always struggled getting into anime because i am simply not a i i have no patience for anime bullshit yeah yeah however there are uh uh plenty of good shows that do not that have a much lower amount of anime bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and the the two big like places that I am I am scrounging around right now is uh, this one's a gimme, which is just rewatching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because mm-hmm. that show just fucking rips. It whips, yeah. It's it's such a good show. Um, I eventually want to rewatch the two thousand three anime as well. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I know it is uh, not as well regarded, to put yeah, it mildly. Yeah, I think it gets a bad rap. <laughs> Everyone's I like, why bother? Too. Just watch Brotherhood. I think the first one, it's definitely, it gets a little wacky at the end there, but... It, uh. it gets a little bit wacky at the end there, and it goes wild directions. However, there are genuinely a lot of, like, really cool stuff that is explored in the 2003 anime that is not explored in Brotherhood. I agree. With a with a lot of like in what like filler stuff that mm-hmm. is important but like Brotherhood just cuts out. Yeah. Um like there's there's a whole important like plot line that just sort of like the guy who is running the mining town. Yeah. Like that whole thing happens in Brotherhood, but it's entirely off screen and just mentioned. Yeah. And then he shows up and becomes a relatively important character, like a third of the way into the show. Yeah. It's like this guy's whole origin is missing. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we don't get to see the fight between Colonel Mustang and Edward Elric in Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that's important. <laughs> we also don't get to see Hawkeye. Uh, adopt Black Hayate. So it's there's just stuff missing. There's stuff missing. But I just wanna I just wanna like re-examine uh, FMA 2003 because that was my introduction to the to FMA. Yeah, me too. That was um, honestly my yeah. introduction to like anime, excluding Pokemon yeah. and Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, I, my my uh, I think my my introduction to anime was unfortunately Soul Eater. Oh yeah. So. Sort of got me off on a bad start. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, that's anime. That's this, anime. This is Magical Girls. And Magical Girls, uh, we've listed a couple examples, but it is this phenomenon in cartoons, typically, where a character, through the power of friendship and righteousness and wonderful, beautiful magic, goes through transformation, usually once per episode... Uh, usually with a loud, uh, like electronic song and rainbow lights, and uh, there's an outfit change, and sometimes a change to their physical appearance, and they become more vo- powerful so that they can fight back against the forces of evil. And that is what we were tasked with finding today: which song plays for each of us during that transformation into the more powerful version of ourselves. Yes. Um, and I'm so excited for this one. I- I'm excited for, for my pick, of course. Mm-hmm. But I am deeply excited for your pick. <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't let you down. I, 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 I struggled with this one for a long time because I, I just kept feeling like there was a better pick. And I kept listening to new songs and I would pick a new one and be like, oh, that's it. That's it for sure. And then I would listen to more music and I'd be like, oh, wait, no, this one, this one, this one. Uh huh. Um, I landed on. I was. I was like. I want it to be something fun and you know energetic. I want it to be something poppy. And then I was like, oh, well, what about poppy? Um. So the song that I chose is called Chic Chick, and it is by Poppy, and it's off of oh. the album uh, Am I a Girl, her second debut album. And yeah, I, I've heard a little bit of that. Um, uh, Poppy, my main uh, uh, experience with Poppy 
is uh, that uh, at the start of her career, um, she was doing some like weird like YouTube videos. Yes. Like I, 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 w- I was never really. Um, uh, I I have not uh, explored a whole lot about Poppy, but. Yeah, I'm certainly yeah. So fascinated. she did this. Her her whole gimmick, like when she was first starting out as an artist, was uh, basically being an android and using that persona to make commentary on internet culture and society in general. And I never like I wasn't like a fan from day one or whatever. I had a poppy song in my Spotify library for a few years that showed up, but like it was just one song. And then I heard mm-hmm. this album probably about a year ago, and I love this album so much. Um, it has it, and I don't know. I have mixed feelings about musical artists that have lore, <laughs> but. The whole Android thing carries through this album. It's used in interstitial tracks. Um, A lot of the lyrics revolve around her being an Android. And this album includes themes talking about like, like climate change, like the end of the world Um, themes like um, I'm blanking. There's, there's a lot of gender stuff on this album, um, which is fun. And yeah, there's more than that, but like also the Android thing comes through and it's, it's so uncanny and like unnerving how she sings in a way that's like robotic, but also playful. Um, there's one line in one song that I really think nails it, which is she's basically waking up in the factory and she says, am I your prisoner or am I your deliverer? Oh my God, you don't even know. And she, in that, in that phrase, she's talking about being like AI, like the wave of the future, right? Like sure, you're, yeah. you humanity, you're creating all this, this new tech or whatever. And you don't know <laughs> if it's going to be helpful or if it's going to be the end of you. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's, that's to get a little derailed. That doesn't super come through in this song. This song just fucking rules. It's really strong. It's really powerful. <laughs> And uh, it made me feel good. And when I, this was the most recent iteration of, I listened to it. I'm like, oh, this for sure. This for sure. For sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Without any further ado, let's listen to Chic Chick by Poppy. Hell yes. Show me how smart you are about your matriarch. Jupiter there I go that's poppy what'd you think well first off I loved it um for, okay so I have heard the song before at, at least a part of it 
maybe like when I was on TikTok for like a hot second, maybe yeah. I heard it. But uh, the this song just fuck. I need to. I need to. I need to take the time to listen to this album. <laughs> I want to say this is probably one of my least favorite songs on the album. <laughs> like, really? I, I, it's not bad by a long shot. I do like it a lot, but it's just not one that I usually tune into when I'm listening sure. through the whole thing. Um, sure. But when I did tune into it today, obviously, like it's it it fits the theme. Yeah, I I 100% hear it. Like, it has just the right amount of. I don't know, energy and BPM and like it, I was imagining the transformation sequence in my head and I was like, yes, these beats work. This works. This is good. Uh, Yeah. There's a specific spot toward the end of the song where it's, it does the the pre-chorus and and she ends with show me how smart you are, bow to your matriarch. And then it does this like guitar thing. (laughs) And, yeah. like, that to me is, like, the scene where the camera pans and, you know, we see, see different shots of the clothes transforming, yada, yada. And then it comes yeah, in yeah. with the echo, bow to your matriarch. And that's, like, you know, the camera on my face after the transformation has completed. And then you you say that again, right? So, yeah. very much, I, I pictured out the whole anime scene. And, uh, yeah, this, and, like, just all the, the talk of, like, self-empowerment, like, the fucking, I'm too fit, I'm too hard, I'm my own bodyguard, fucking rules. Such good. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Like, I, I, I honestly, like, you hit the nail so, like, on center, on the head. It's it's almost ridiculous. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I'm using Spotify again, and it made me feel like a god. And it's unfortunate how true that is. I'm just so <laughs> much more used to like exploring my library and like knowing how to go where and like what to look yeah. for. And yeah, um, but yeah, I I thank you. I appreciate that, and uh, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that I landed in a good place. Yeah, absolutely. And I also want to like just. Talking about the song, like, oh my gosh. So, like, Poppy as an artist is so interesting to me. I I feel like we're having a really, um, you know, because pop music, I think, really hit its fever pitch in, you know, the 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah. That era of pop music, I think, is really resonant for a lot of reasons and like i think partially because it was both hyper constructed but also had this like air of natural natural like vibe to it you know what i mean of like Mm -hmm. electronic music was starting to get like really big and so a lot of these like pop musicians were starting to incorporate these electronic sounds and it was a really it was like a big creative explosion uh, in a lot of ways. And now that era has sort of passed, and uh, I feel like there's a new wave of uh, musicians that are all, and it's been happening for a little bit, but uh, there's this new wave of musicians who are in conversation with specifically that era. Right. Actually, I'm thinking about it, I don't think I know 
what pop music is today. Because it's it, Ed Sheeran is a big thing, but I've never heard an Ed Sheeran song intentionally. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Harry Styles is a thing, maybe. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and his his new album's pretty good. And then you've got uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Post Malone and Power Wash Post Malone, which is Jack Harlow. <laughs> And honestly, none of these, none of these guys are like particularly appealing to me. Um, but then I guess you've got like Doja Cat, who's also not appealing to me. So like, I don't know. I don't think I know what pop music is anymore, but I do feel like poppy and along with like a, a, a wave of other musicians in conversation with the like 2000s, 2010s pop music are really like, I don't know. They're doing something really fascinating. And there is um, a thing that wasn't possible really before, you know, the 2000s hit and electronic music started to like really take off and being able to make fucking uh, uh, beats on your fucking MacBook Pro or whatever. Um, Like GarageBand did change the game in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But before that point, you couldn't really just, you know, sing your chorus and then take that audio clip and repeat it later in the song. Right. You would have to sing Sing the chorus again. Right. And there is... What something that that does to uh to music is it allows you to engineer it so specifically mm-hmm. of like okay sing this verse you know ten times and we'll we'll take the best one and uh and then we'll just repeat that or maybe we'll throw some variation in there but like you know like it's it's an interesting way of constructing songs but the side effect of it is that uh, it makes the music sound extra artificial. Right. It sounds copy-pasted. Exactly. And I don't think that that's inherently a problem. And the fact that I, like, love this, like, new wave of pop music that is in conversation with that, I don't know what to call it. Like, I I, I guess uh, the umbrella of quote-unquote hyperpop yeah. Hyperpop is a weird genre, I guess, but um and Poppy specifically taking that that idea and maximizing it. Yes. Of uh, almost every lyric in this song is a, you know, sample of Poppy singing at one time. Right. And and all of that amplified by the lore that She's an android. Like, you know, it sounds that way because she's a robot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And and I find that really, really fascinating. Also, we can't discount, uh, however niche it is, we can't discount the, like, influence of Vocaloid uh, uh, Mm -hmm. over, like, probably Poppy and I would Mm -hmm. say uh, music at large. Yeah. I do know uh, that uh, Poppy worked with um, just some 
little bit of digging on the Wikipedia. Poppy worked with, I think it was a Japanese fashion brand or something like that for a year. So I know that like she's big overseas too. Sure. Um, Uh, I I also want to go ahead and, and (laughs) so uh, the musician uh, big boy who uh, is, is best known for being the other half of outcast with Andre 3000 Mm -hmm. uh, in his solo work, uh, in, I think, 2017, he, uh, did a song with, uh, uh, called Kill Jill, uh, feat Killer Mike and Jeezy, which, uh, uh, it, it features also Hatsune Miku. <laughs> and it's a really interesting song, uh, uh, extremely, like, kind of an oddity, but, it also goes to show that uh, Vocaloid and Hatsune Miku specifically has really like influenced music culture in a in a very real way, and I just think that that's extremely fascinating. It's a tool, you know. It's a new tool, yeah. and it's it's exciting, and you know, it's it's interesting Sorry. to see. Sorry, to- she's a tool. <laughs> Sorry, that that makes it sound grosser. I meant I meant Vocaloid music in sure, general. Yeah, I didn't mean Hatsune sure. Miku. No, I would yeah. never talk about her that way. Ne- don't um, never talk about her that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I, it's it's interesting to to hear a song that you've never heard before and like try to guess when it came out based on what you know what musical techniques you're hearing. You know, if you hear oh. Vocaloid, you know it didn't come out in the 90s, but you also that, know it is That like, is such a fun game idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Joe, we should do that. Okay. I, I already have some good ideas for some stumpers I could throw your way. but uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what if, that would be, let's do that as an episode. I would let's, love to do that as an episode. Yeah, yeah let's, okay, let's work on the great. details off mic. Great. Uh, yeah, well, anyway, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, music is cool. <laughs> that's, music that's is the, cool. That's the whole thesis, I think, that we're coming to. Yeah. I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed the song. I, I do hope that you get a chance to listen to the album. I, I really love it. Um, yeah, and, I, I uh, am. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, Good talk. Okay, that's that's <laughs> that's chic chick. That's poppy. Let's put a let's put a cl- let's close this chapter and move on to the next one. Jupiter, what was your song? Hey. Actually, before we do, just to circle back around, what would your magical girl outfit look like? Um, boy, uh, wow, I was not prepared for that question. Um, I th- I'm I'm picturing a lot of like um like a a flowing like ribbon worn as a bandana, right? Sure. And I'm picturing like very like. 80s sci-fi action movie uh biker leather like with massive shoulder pads and like uh it's probably a crop top too yes um so just like yeah just ridiculous um angles and such almost frieza-esque hell yes hell yes what about what about like bottom half um i think it's like kind of the same like style of the 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 jacket or whatever the biker jacket it's just leather pants but it's kind of like it's like one you know defined outfit 
Yeah, yeah. Hell yes, I love this. And you know what? You know what? I will say that I feel like we were on a pretty similar wavelength this episode. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so well, let's, let's see. Let's put it to the test. So I went a little bit unconventional with this one in a couple of different ways. So I was thinking about it of what magical girls are typically pretty... I wouldn't necessarily say sunshiny, but mm. like very bright, colorful, uh, you know, like quote unquote pure aesthetic. Right. right? Um, and as anybody who's actually watched Sailor Moon, it's obviously more complicated than that, but still, that's the general vibe, what you tend to associate with the concept right. of magical girls. Uh, and even when stories like Madoka Magica explore other avenues, they're still working from the same basic visual identity. But I, that's not really me. Um, <laughs> especially as I grow older and become more comfortable in my body and, you know, feel, feel more confident and exploring, uh, more, I don't know, aspects of myself. I am realizing that I don't really identify with like, like hyper femme anything or really like, here's what I'll say. I tend to go a little bit closer to butch than femme, but I'm still in the middle. I would call myself fudge. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that I, as cute as I would look, I don't think that my truest self as a magical girl would wear a sailor outfit or whatever, right. or maybe even not a dress or, you know, what have you. So with that in mind, I wanted to go a little bit mm, edgier, spookier, perhaps. Sure. T same and as me. For sure. And, uh, uh, and so the direction that I went was towards Kim Petrus. Okay, we were talking about, like, this cavalcade of pop artists earlier, and yes. Kim Petras and Poppy are very tied in my mind. Like, mm -hmm. they're not the same, but, you know, they. if I'm in the mood for one, I'm probably in the mood for the other one. So, exactly. I'm, I'm glad. So, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, let's, let's, let's hear it. So, the one that I went with is, uh, the song is Demons. It is off of the Turn Off the Dark album. Uh, the best Halloween album that's ever been made. Yeah. And, uh, I decided that I wanted to go mostly, like, instrumental with mine. Yeah, I, I did too. It was a challenge to find one with lyrics. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Now, in Magical Girl anime, the transformation sequences don't necessarily last all that long. Mm -hmm. This song is two minutes long. And while it might occasionally feel like it, especially if you're binging a Magical Girl show, those transformation sequences, you know, they last like 40 seconds to a minute. Mm -hmm. And because I couldn't help myself, I decided to edit down the song <laughs> to fit within what I believed would be the perfect transformation sequence length. Okay. So we're going to listen to that version that I made 
Because <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I'm a ridiculous human being. So without further ado, this is Demons by Kim Petras, uh, but my silly little edit of it. <laughs> so, Arranged by Jupiter Morningstar. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Here we go. Let's give this a little listen. Possessed. They never existed in physical form. They only exist in spirit form. It's true evil. Demons. I uh, um, I love that both of our magical girls are like post-apocalyptic cyberpunk motorcycle people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would actually uh, not. I I'm not actually sure that we would be in the same universe. I I just couldn't listen to that and not see like a a motorcycle speeding down a you know an abandoned freeway or whatever. Like, but. This is this is your time, so tell me tell me what you see with with this demons edit. So, I can totally understand where you're coming from and to be honest, I don't think it's unfair because what I was imagining for my outfit is also very biker vibes. Mm-hmm. But instead of I'll go ahead and describe my outfit since we're here. So I was imagining myself as wearing a uh, all black biker jumpsuit with on the back is like emblazoned with the logo of my magical girl team. Uh, because despite it all, I think that my magical girl would be a team player, mm-hmm. but she would be filling a um, more of a like black ranger sort of role. I'm imagining, or like maybe even like a tuxedo mask sort of role. Yeah. Where, uh, where she is sort of, uh, she can, she is part of the team, but is more like situational or something like that. Yeah. And has her own objectives as well. For sure. And is definitely aesthetically different from the rest of the team. You know, like, you know, maybe maybe the rest of the team are are wearing their like you know uh, sailor outfits, and I'm here in black leather. You know, right, right. And I'm also imagining not a biker helmet, but a very like cool like metal eye mask with my with my hair flowing out of it. Right. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. So, 
here's the thing. So I imagined it like this. At the start of the song, there is a crashing noise. And so I'm, I interpreted that as, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could only activate my transformation sequence by getting hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, say I'm a fairly competent fighter, like in my, you know, quote unquote, human form or regular form. And I, I go into the fight, but like, sort of like a, like a boxer, maybe I'm letting myself get beat up a little bit mm-hmm. because there's a point where the crash happens and the audience will know that that is when, uh, my uh, magical girl transformation is about to happen, and she's about like to get a real. Mob Psycho 100. Shut up! <laughs> Shut your mouth. I'm sorry. Go on. Don't don't speak to me again. <laughs> um. So, uh, I'm imagining like the the big villain is like you know kicking the shit out of me, and is like. Like, foolish human, you think that you can stand up to me? You are a weakling, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get knocked to the ground, and I, like, spit a little bit of blood, and then that crash happens, and I look up, and with this, like, smirk and the, and the light in my eyes, and then uh, I start to glow with, like, this dark light, uh, and... That's when the, like, main sort of, like, beat kicks in, is when, uh, I, I, it, like, zooms into all of my, like, body parts as I, I am enveloped in this light. And then when the, like, do, 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 that bit, like, the, um, the, uh, I don't know, the high note, I don't know what to call it, um, but that really, like, punchy high note starts kicking mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. That's when I fall backwards into an inky pool of darkness and uh uh when the music like when that beat like cuts out into a into the like much quieter section i uh uh sort of like emerge from the pool in my complete outfit and uh then right at the end where it says demons for the last time uh, then it, like, cuts into my face, and, like, maybe I do, like, a, like, a visceral scream or something, like, mm-hmm. oh, you fucked up now. And I'm also, it's occurring to me that, uh, my eye mask should have horns coming out of it, so yeah, drop that yeah, down. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's sort of what I'm imagining for my transformation sequence, and, uh, and then, of course, I would, like... Uh, kick major ass and you know may- maybe akin to like uh like uh uh fuck what's her name makoto from persona 5 i have like a magical motorcycle that i can summon that'd be sick uh <laughs> sub- something like that yeah that's that's the vibe that's the vibe <laughs> that's that's what i'm going for and did then you uh, i, I want to ask did you yeah. like did you pick this song like, did you think of this song, or were you listening to, like, Competris and heard this one and was like, it called to you? I, uh, funny enough, 
had a song where I was like, oh, if I was a magical girl, this would be my transformation song. Mm-hmm. And I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> so I wasn't able to bring it for this theme. But I knew my basic vision for my magical girl, Sona, and I knew that Cam Petrus would deliver that. Right. So I went to the album and then I was like, oh, demons, that's, that'll, that that's seems me. like a good place to start. And <laughs> I'm that. You know what? <laughs> it was a good place to start and a good place to end. I hit it in one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I love the idea that like, okay, wait, I've got an idea to combine our two stories. Okay. Because I do feel like the way that we've described our characters, they don't quite align in the same timeline. Sure. Because you're going more for that, like, post-apocalyptic vibe, and I'm going for more, like, I'm not an anti-hero, but I'm a hero with a dark aesthetic. And right. a, like, uh, uh, a really, like... I don't know, edgy gimmick where I have to get beat up first before right, I can right, right. I can fight back. So what if the storyline of our magical girl anime takes place in uh in two time periods? Modern day, which is where my character is, as uh me and, you know, a small group of like magical girl squad uh are fighting to prevent a, like, apocalyptic scenario. Mm-hmm. And then it, occasionally the anime will cut, like, in equal parts, will cut to your timeline where the apocalypse happened. Right. And presumably we failed. Right. But what you are doing is you are fighting almost, like, backwards to, uh, to basically, like, undo the timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it so that, like, so that you can, I don't know, like, you're fighting against the current, like, the the post-apocalyptic regime of evil assholes. Yeah. And uh, as you accumulate more, like, as you defeat more and more of them and accumulate more power, your ultimate goal is to go back in time and join up with my Magical Girl Squad to what about this what if you were in the magical girl squad in the previous in the previous time oh and i got sent in the future yeah maybe sent in the yeah sent in the future actually is really good you got sent in the future and And then because we were all together that's why the that's why the the apocalypse happened yeah i love anime actually yeah no anime does (laughs) rule um yeah so then like the final couple of episodes, you finally get flung back into the past, and there's a huge tearful reunion, and uh, and then like maybe like interstitially in the anime, it like cuts to scenes of the final battle where that uh, uh, uh where we are like the magical girl squad without you isn't able to like properly work together. Uh, in the same way of like, uh, like a like a basketball team losing a key player, and then having to adjust. Uh, but we we can't adjust, and then get our asses kicked and killed, frankly. 
And so that's the darkest timeline. And then you come back, uh, like a little bit before when that final battle would have happened. And suddenly you're part of the team again. And we're able to work together and hit those, uh, uh, <laughs> hit those passes and dunks. And, uh, <laughs> this is not a basketball anime, but it actually would be kind of sick. I finally um, get back there and we do a space jam to him. <laughs> your arm gets really long. No, um, and, uh, and we're, we're able to like work together and, uh, win and prevent that future from happening. And, I'm imagining, uh, in the final shot of the anime, or one of the final shots of, like, is we defeat the villain and they're doing, like, this big guttural scream as their body is being destroyed, and then it cuts to the, to the future, to that same villain doing the same guttural scream as their timeline is being erased. Uh-huh. Uh... And I love this. I love what we've done. Yeah. Or or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so now all we got to do is get a couple of million dollars together to start an animation studio and uh, get this into production. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All good then. All right. Well, while we're doing that, I think it's a good idea for us to go ahead and take a quick little break. Yeah. I think that we should take a teeny little tiny little break. Yeah. And uh, then come back and spin the wheel. Sounds good to me. One, two, three, let's go. Welcome back, everyone. And welcome back to the welcoming back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to this is where we welcome you back. Um, So this is the welcome room. Hello. Thank you. Hi. You're welcome. Uh, go, go ahead and go ahead and take a take a seat. Um, we're gonna. There's sort of a backlog. Uh, you know. Yeah, but we'll, we'll welcome uh, you in just a moment. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, okay. So number number twenty six. Number is number twenty six here. Oh, looks like looks like they didn't show up. All right. Um, well, while we prepare the welcoming, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do a, a quick little ad break uh, just to get yeah. get us through here. We can read a mm-hmm. quick word from our sponsors, which is of course. Uh, us here at Mushroom <laughs> Station. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> we have a big announcement. In fact, uh, uh, so uh, Joe, you know how we've been doing uh, uh, these funny little Patreon streams for our patrons at Patreon.com/slash/MushroomStation. Shit! No, I didn't know about that. Damn, you've been at all of them, so that's kind oh, of a someone surprise. has. Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we've been doing a monthly stream for our patrons. Uh, yeah, um, at the beginning of each month, and that is going to change soon. Yeah, it's going to change. Everything's going to change mm-hmm. because we are. Still doing the Patreon streams, actually, but we're doing (laughs) something else as well. We are going to be doing an additional stream over on our YouTube page a month, but not just for our patrons. In fact, for everyone. This one's for everybody. This one's for everybody. So our Patreon streams are on the first Friday of the month, 
And our public streams are going to be on the third Friday of the month. Mm -hmm. So as you're listening to this, because I know that everyone listens to podcasts the day that they come out. Mm -hmm. uh, As you're listening to this, you're going to be looking at next Friday, the 19th, is going to be our first public stream. So if you want to join our Discord, there will be links there. It will also be announced on our Twitter, at MushroomPods. Or you, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> or you can just or go to the it. YouTube page from our Yeah, go our to our website. YouTube page. If you search up Mushroom Station Network, you will find it instantly. Uh, and uh, you can see the backlog of all of our Patreon streams, because of course we we put make those public the month after they go live. And you will also see uh, uh, when the streams roll around, you will see the public stream uh going uh so go ahead and mm-hmm. subscribe over there and you uh you'll you'll get an easy alert that's an yeah. easy alert and to give you, you can... a little taste we are planning on drawing characters from memory for this first public stream which we've yeah. done before as a patreon stream we did it in april so if you want to check out the vod for that to get a taste go for it otherwise it was one of the most fun streams that we did um very embarrassing for me, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it's it's fun. It's fun, and uh, I, I hope that you're able to make it, whoever you are yeah. listening to this. Yeah, I, ho- I hope you will show up. Uh, but with that all said, I think that we should get into the Wheel of Discord. Oh, yeah, Jupiter's doing it now. <laughs> Did you hear the the lightning crack effect that I put on last time? And you're like, I, I want some of that. <laughs> I did, I did hear it, and it scared me. I was, I, I shivered in my boots. Oh yeah, it's spooky here. Don't forget, yeah. don't you fucking forget, okay? Don't you forget, don't this you forget for one show. fucking sec. Don't you forget for one fucking second. Um. Okay, I have spun said wheel. Yeah. The song that it came up with is the song called Sick of You by Cake. Oh, a cake song. A okay. Cake song. I admittedly I have not thought about cake since I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> I love cake. Um I haven't listened to them as much recently, but there was definitely a period of my life, at least a couple of years, where I would have said that they're my favorite band. Um they're one of the few bands that I've had the pleasure of seeing live. I saw them oh. at a free show. Um, and this song is off of an album that I don't really listen to that much. It's not my favorite song. It's not my favorite album by them. But I do remember that when they performed this song live, it was it was one of the best songs of the show just because they got like everybody to join in. And, you know, it was it was electric. You know how live music is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is off of the album Showroom of Compassion, which is the sixth full-length studio album from Cake. Um, this is their sixth main album. And yeah, I, I had lost interest by that point. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and give Sick of You a quick listen, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, let's do it.
what'd you think of that song, Jupiter? <sighs> so I used to listen to uh the what golden nugget is that it fashion nugget fashion nugget great album i used to listen to that album all the time when i was a kid uh, uh a an album that i think i must have inherited from my dad uh yeah because i i remember um actually this is kind of a funny story so uh the first time that i ever uh, explored any musical analysis was uh, with that uh, going the distance, uh, w- whatever that song is called. Oh, the the distance is what it's the called. distance, um, because it was playing in my dad's car as we were driving back home from something, and uh, I was like listening intently to it, and I was like, oh. This is like song about like the afterlife where he died in the car crash and now he's like still going around in circles. And I don't, I don't, I haven't really examined the song since then, so I don't yeah. know. But I, I like, but like I, you know, I I've never given it that read, but I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so maybe ten year old me had a point, but that was the <laughs> first bit of like actual music analysis that I did for any song. Yeah. Uh, so in a, in a way that cake sort of gave me my my start on uh on where I am now on, with the show. Yeah. Um but I used to listen to that album all the time, but I've really not heard anything else from Cake uh since then. And I think also like for me Cake is a Cake is a band that lives on CDs. Yes. For absolutely. Some, <laughs> for some reason the idea of streaming Cake seems like a crime. I agree. I agree. That's probably but, part of the reason I haven't listened to them as much lately because I did listen to CDs more. Sure. Uh, I had like a little boombox and I don't have the power cord for it anymore. So I yeah. listen to Spotify primarily, which has changed my music li- listening habits for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there is something really interesting to be said. Like we were talking about earlier in this episode, we were talking about like, you know, the the ways that music has like evolved and changed and you know how like interesting and fascinating that all is and like you know the capacity for artistic expression as well as like you know really fake sounding stuff quote unquote right but also i think at the same time while while music has been evolving listening has also been evolving yeah i agree and I think that, like, the relationship that we have to music and how we listen to music is different for for one reason, because it used to be the most prevalent way of listening to music at home, you know, was originally, like, records and CDs and tapes, which mostly necessitated playing the music out loud, which provides a different acoustic experience yeah. than listening in headphones. Yep. Whereas now, music is most often, I would say, listened to in earbuds. Mm-hmm. And how that changes our relationship to music, because now you're hearing things that, you know, maybe they weren't intending you to hear, because yeah. they were building it for live shows and like speaker recordings right and i don't know there's something so interesting about that about how like headphones 
headphones and listening through speakers, the experience is so like I would never listen to a hundred gecks through speakers, you know? Yeah. Because I I don't I just don't feel like you, you want to hear get... the layers. You want to hear all yeah. of the parts. Exactly. Yeah. Speakers are good for the broad strokes of a song. Mm-hmm. And headphones are good for the fine details. Mm-hmm. And neither is better or worse than the other. I, I've noticed... Um, so at work, we can play a fairly decent selection of music. Um, it's... Like, I can't, like, log into Spotify or anything. But it's played over a speaker. And... Um, it's been incredibly hot, so we have to have these like industrial fans on all day, which makes it much harder to hear the music. And mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point where I've noticed that I prefer listening to albums that I am very familiar with, but don't like very much. Not dislike, but like my not not my faves, you know? Because yeah. if I'm listening to an album that I really like, and I can't hear the part that I really want to hear, it really irritates me. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I, I, I think it's like how listening to a song over the speakers at like a grocery store mm-hmm. is an inherently like, it, it f- makes the song sound more passive. Yeah. Even if listening to it in headphones would be like, banging your head, you know, moving, grooving sort right. of thing. And I right. think that, that, that there's something, there, it's really interesting. And there's something about having like the subtle beep of the cashier playing sure. in the background at the same time as the song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's not just the hardware, it's the environment too. Um, but all of that is, yeah, there's, there's such a wide, you know, you, you think of an artist who records a song and there's no way that artist can understand the breadth of the ways it could be played or heard. To like mm-hmm. to this point, one of my favorite songs by Cake is a a cover because like half of their songs are covers, which I didn't know. You know, you don't know this the first time you listen to the Cake, and then you hear the song elsewhere, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's a cover." They yeah. always make their song, those songs, their own, though. That's one thing I really respect about them. You hear a song, you know it's Cake, whether it's a cover or not. Um, and uh, the, yeah, the song "I I Will Survive" originally by Gloria Gaynor, the Cake cover, I fucking love it, and I it's one of my favorite songs to do at karaoke, and the. <laughs> I don't think that that is something that Gloria Gaynor could have accounted for when originally recording I Will Survive. <laughs> yeah. I, I will also say, uh, personally, I like the original a lot better. I like That's Gloria fair. Gaynor's version a lot I mean, I better. like I I like the Gloria Gaynor version a lot, too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's, I mean, it's, it's really just... Good. It's just a really good song. Uh, uh, it is. And, and Gloria Gaynor deserves... All of the credit in the world for for that song. Absolutely, it's fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah. Like, I think there's also like something really interesting too, in that uh, now audio engineers like working on songs when they're making when they're like uh, producing the song, they're listening to it through studio headphones. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's something so interesting about that. Um yeah. like I will also say 
So I I have a growing record collection. I have a good selection of like classic records and you know some some newer stuff as well. Uh, but I also have a couple of uh, video game soundtracks, and it's super interesting because so I have the Risk of Rain two soundtrack oh, yeah. on record, on and vinyl, I it, yeah. it has a couple of different like vinyl records that all I have the uh the deluxe edition or whatever with uh-huh. the with really cool patterns on the record it rules and something about like the risk of rain 2 soundtrack when you're listening to it while playing it already feels like pretty like atmospheric like it's baked into the world right like in a way risk of rain 2 looks and feels like an album cover right and so in a way it, but it almost feels like it was built for for headphones right wrong because <laughs> listening to it on vinyl does sound if not better at least different right like it's a completely different experience that sounds rad and i think something that like you know it's kind of a joke in in some ways of like you know, vinyl heads, you know, people making jokes about people who are into vinyl being like, oh, it sounds so much better on, on, you know, this, this tech from the seventies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there is something to be said for, uh, that sometimes that is extremely true. Yeah. Um, because yeah, absolutely. it's, it's, it's account like, Vinyl provides a very, like, distinct audio quality that is different from CDs, uh, you know, like, yeah. more, I it's don't know. Like, if you, if you want a good comparison, try, mm-hmm. try playing an old, like, emulated NES game without doing the CRT filter and without doing, like, changing the aspect ratio and you know oh go ahead and throw your headphones on too that'll be good um (laughs) it's not going to be an enjoyable experience because it's a different mode of transportation and this kind of goes back to the larger argument or um, conversation that we've been having about how art is more than just the the product it's also the experience and the person who's experiencing it right Um, right um yeah, and there's also oh, yeah. like something very much to be said about like the effect of playing something through a record player or just like through speakers, I guess. But there is something like different about like there's something different about records for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's like partially because due to the nature of the record, because it's not reading off of a digital format, all all of the songs are played at the same speed. Yeah. Which gives it a more ambient feel because there isn't as much of a distinct break in between songs. And like right. if you're if you're pumping your like Spotify playlist through your speakers, you can have a good time with that, no question. But like there is like there are these like very obvious like breaks in between the song and I yeah. think it, it it provides a different quality. And like I'm not trying to, like, convince anyone, like, oh, get a record player, go get a bunch of records or whatever. Like, 
But I, I guess my point is that there's something about like filling the space with this like ambient that like, fuzz. Yeah, this ambient music that just sort of like gives the room an atmosphere. Yeah. There's something so special about that. Yeah. And I think it is one of a thousand really interesting ways to listen to music. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I want to swing back and mention this thing about cake before we before we wrap up here, mm-hmm. um, just because it was connected to what we were talking about before. While we were listening to the song, I couldn't help but think about another thing that I enjoy about cake. I I understand that cake is a contentious band. I understand that it's not for everybody. And I understand that uh, it can be easy to poke fun or criticize. I personally get a lot of enjoyment out of the fact that the guy can't shut up. Uh, <laughs> and just in between every verse and every chorus, he's just like, whoa, ah! you know, like whatever. And the effect of that, the fact that like the instrumentation is different for every chorus, like the effect of that is the, it's the exact opposite of what we were talking about before, where none of their songs really feel like from minute one to minute two, anything is copy pasted. It, sure. it always, it, you know, it probably isn't, but it always feels like one fluid, fresh take. Um, and it's, you know, again, if, if it's what you're looking for, if it's what you're in the mood for at that time, I, they, they nail it. They, 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 their musicianship, again, while contentious, I don't really think can be, um, you know, it, I don't think it can be doubted. I don't think that you can really look at Cake and be like, they're talentless hacks. Um, but, you know, that's me. I don't know. That's that's my thought, I guess. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I don't, like, I'm going to be real. As someone who has only listened to one Cake album in 2010 or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't think that I have enough of a solid opinion about them to <laughs> truly uh, weigh in on that. Yeah. But as far as it goes, um, actually, I'm going to be honest with everything that we've been talking about. I genuinely forgot how the song that we just <laughs> listened to goes. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we um, got distracted, I guess. I, I guess I'll I'll button it up then by saying that another thing that I really like about Cake is their politics. <laughs> um, oh. This song, this song. I mean, uh, you you look at the the lyrics and it sounds like the ultimate breakup song. But you watch the video and if you know anything about Cake, you realize that <laughs> he's singing to America. He's like, sure. I don't want to be here anymore. This sucks. Yeah, um, I'm sick of this place, and I'm sick of what it's doing to me. And yeah, and I, it's something that I can, I can certainly vibe with. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for for sure, for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. So thank you, thank you for our, thank you for, thank you, Jupiter, for this huh? somewhat circuitous conversation. Um. And thank you, Myrna, once again, for the wonderful theme suggestion. I would like to ask you, Jupiter, if you would like to pick out a theme for next time. I would love to pick out a theme for next time. Okay, so the theme that I'm going to go for is from TurtleLever2244, which is songs that you would find at a farmer's market. 
Oh, that's cute. That's fun. Yeah, cute one. Look, uh, uh, it's summer. Uh, yeah. it is it is harvest season. Uh, well, no, harvest season is a little bit later. It tends it, to be in, like yeah. the, the but fall. Harvesting but harvesting has begun. I guess. Maybe it is harvest season because it's, it's August. It's, it's early har- harvest season. It's early harvest season, and uh, and uh, I think that it. I'm sorry, it's August. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Sorry about that. What What happened to July and June? What mm. happened to May? I don't think May happened this year. Yeah. It's it's harvest season, I guess, and uh, I don't know. I had a more poetic things to say, but then I had an existential crisis. So <laughs> we're we're, we're going to we're going to go to the farmers market, we're going to find a song. So Farmers Market song. Thank you Turtle Lover for the suggestion. I want to say really quickly, um get in there. Uh, throw some more theme ideas. We yeah. the, the channel has plenty that we haven't used and there are a lot of good ones in there still, but I want even more. And I want, I want some more. specific shit. I want you to tell me like one that's been rattling around in my head is uh, songs that would be included on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game released this year. Um, oh, I don't, shit. I don't want to use that one because it's my theme and I, I, I want to leave it up to you. But, like, that's that's your guiding light, okay, for now. That's my challenge to you. Give me something that specific. In the in the theme suggestions, because I yeah. want to I want to really I want to really nail into something. Get really specific. Get <laughs> get deep into I mean, the nitty gritty. Not more than two lines, okay? <laughs> All right. Um, you can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod, where we will post episode updates, and you can find us in the Discord if you're a patron to suggest those themes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I I just uh, refreshed the Discord link on the website uh, because even though the link is supposed to never expire, sometimes it just does anyway. So mm-hmm. if you've been having trouble getting into the Discord, uh, you will you will now uh, uh, be able to enter it again. Try so, again. Try again. All right, uh, Jupiter. Thank you once again for your time. Thank you, listeners, for your time this evening or morning. Or whenever. late at night or whenever. lunchtime, whenever it is, you know, maybe split up throughout the day. Who knows? Um, yeah. But li- for listen, now, listen to this episode in ten minute chunks, <laughs> and we're telling you that now. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jupiter, I gotta go call my sister, so I'm gonna let you go. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You go call your sister, and uh, oh, I should go call my sister. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>